this is lesson two, waking yourself up, nightmares, and my experience with bad dreams. Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so glad you decided to return for another one of my lessons. I've had some people reach out to me about some issues relating to being trapped in nightmares, and luckily enough, that was something that I was already working on, so here we go. Nightmares suck, to put it simply. Many people have different beliefs and theories as to why we have them. I believe that nightmares can be a manifestation of real-life issues and worries, but they can also be completely random and unrelated to real life at all. Sometimes your mind becomes scared and paranoid about something you saw on TV, read on the internet, or heard from a friend, and twist it into something completely horrific. If your bad dreams are recurring, meaning they happen over and over and over again, I find that one of the best ways to break the cycle is to talk to someone about your dream or to write it down. Talking through the dream and hearing yourself say what is happening in the dream can make you more aware of what might be causing those nightmares. After I've had long shifts at work, I usually have issues falling asleep, and when I do eventually fall asleep, it's restless. I've told people about my stressful dreams out loud, and over time I noticed what was going on. Being at work for too long turns my brain into mush, to put it simply. My mind is not getting enough mental stimulation to entertain me, so I fall into a pattern of dealing with customer after customer, ringing up item after item, and feeling my eyes become strained from the bright lights that illuminate the store. The dreams would have no definitive start or end, but I remember details from them. My store was blindingly bright, which made it hard to see the faces of the customers in front of me and the customers would argue with me as I rung them up, demanding to speak to the manager or just calling me names for no reason. They also bring up the strangest things to buy. One item that stood out to me was this one customer who kept bringing rotten fish to the checkout, which would usually give me an easy chance to wake up. I work in a pharmacy, so obviously we do not sell fish there, let alone rotten fish. Figuring out the easiest way to wake up from a nightmare We're just a boring dream, depends on the person. I personally like to think about things logically. So, when the man brings me a rotten fish, that is when I would think, we don't sell rotten fish. This is a dream, and this is illogical. Then the dream would begin to fade, and I would wake up. If you're like me, and get bad dreams after work, the issue really could just be a lack of mental stimulation. And if that's the case, then there's an easy solution. Stimulate your mind. I usually will read some web comics or a chapter or three of one of my favorite books before bed to stop those restless dreams from occurring. But stimulation can come in many forms. Again, it depends on the person. Watching an episode or two of your favorite Netflix show, painting a picture, FaceTiming your friend, the possibilities are pretty much endless. Going back to the topic of waking up from a dream you do not want to be in. Sometimes reality checks can wake you up. Many people, when they are first learning how to lucid dream, will become aware that they are in their dreams, and just before they take control, they wake up. In those cases, they are becoming too aware that they are asleep. But if you are trying to wake up, becoming aware is one of the best things you can do. And even if it doesn't wake you up, it can be a key role in waking yourself up another way. Ever since I can remember, even before I knew how to control dreams, If I was having a bad dream, the fastest way to wake myself up was to hurl myself down a flight of stairs. In the dream, of course. 
Now, if you're a sleepwalker, please do not try this. I used to sleepwalk and apparently could walk up and down stairs in my sleep just fine, but I don't think that's normal. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you sleepwalk, please do not throw yourself down a flight of stairs in your dreams. I'm not entirely sure why this method of waking up is so effective for me, but it's probably because of my lack of experience in falling down stairs. When you're asleep, your mind isn't able to completely replicate experiences, such as falling downstairs, or jumping off of a building or a cliff. The fact that your dreams are not perfect makes it easy to wake up if you know what metaphorical string to pull. For me, that string is staircases. As I'm recording this, I realize that a good reality check would be to walk up a flight of stairs and count each step and then walk back down and do the same. If the numbers are not the same, you are in a dream. Boom. Another reality check. Enjoy. When you are trying to wake up from a dream, sometimes you really can just open your real eyes. It takes a lot of self-control and concentration, but if you know that you are asleep, attempting to open your real eyes can be a quick escape. I've basically mastered the eye-opening technique, and that is my go-to for bad dreams now. I save the staircase option as a last resort for dreams where I am panicking and cannot focus enough to open my eyes. If you do, try the eye-opening technique. Just be aware that you might sit up suddenly or your limbs might jerk when you wake up. So if you have a bunk bed, make sure that you have enough room so that you will not hit your head. Conveniently, as I took a break from working on the script for this lesson, I had an exceptionally long and complex dream that at the end turned into something twisted and nightmarish. In the dream, it was a week before the end of the world. An asteroid was headed right towards Earth, and avoiding impact was not something that was going to happen. People were finally living out their dreams and fulfilling their bucket list during the last week of life as we know it. But there was one issue with that. The lack of law led to many riots and violent crimes. My family decided to hole up in our house and watch the news as the days passed by. People were releasing their pets into the streets, so random animals prowled around at night. My family curled up together with our dog as the news and electricity suddenly cut out and the sky grew unnaturally bright. And then I woke up. That's not where the dream ends, by the way. I decided that it was too early to be awake and went back to sleep. This time around, I was placed two weeks before the asteroid was supposed to hit, in a small town in Massachusetts. I was working with a group of scientists who were building a bomb to blow up the asteroid before it hit the Earth. One of these people was one of my real-life half-sisters named Tempest, who actually does live in Massachusetts, so that was pretty cool. On the other side of the town, there was a building divided into two by a wall in the middle of it. Tempest's family was in one side, and my dream family was in the other. I say dream family because this time around my family was just random people that my mind decided was my family. Continuing on with the dream. The city we were in was being taken over by two different gangs, the Reds and the Greys. Their rivalry made the city a dangerous place to be, so Tempest and I decided to go rescue our families and bring them back to the lab where everyone could be safe. When we got to the building, the Greys were blocking the entrance to my family's building and would not let us enter, so we chose to rescue Tempest's family first. Once we got them to safety, we went back to the building and discovered that the Greys had completely blocked off the entrance with bricks. 
So we looked around for another entrance and found that they had blown up the dividing wall between the two halves of the building. It was very dark inside and absolutely trashed, and there was not a person in sight. Dust was still floating in the air as if the explosion had just happened. We were about to give up searching for my family when I remembered that we had a basement that we were planning to hole up in when the asteroid hit. Before I continue on, this next part is a little creepy, so if you were squeamish, I would skip about 50, 50 seconds ahead, especially if you are easily spooked and are listening to this at night. We slowly crept down the stairs into the basement, and just like upstairs, it was dark, except this time, it was pitch black. I could barely see a thing. There was a faint light coming from a hallway that was behind the dining table that we had set up, and I saw the outlines of my family members sitting at the table with their heads down. Slowly, I took a step forward and reached out my hand, when suddenly the light flickered on and my family members started jerking around awkwardly and unnaturally. Their heads were limp, and their eyes were glassy, and that was when I noticed that they were all dead and someone had turned them into human puppets. And that, my lovely listeners, is when I said no thanks and woke myself up. I was easily able to wake myself up because I knew that I was dreaming all along. A major thing that told me I was dreaming was that I was able to fly, and that I was reliving something that I had just dreamt about. I also remembered waking up and intentionally going back to sleep. If you have trouble figuring out whether or not you are dreaming, here's something to do before going to bed. Go to sleep intentionally. Drifting off without meaning to fall asleep can lead to confusion in your dreams. It sounds easy and straightforward, but it can be kind of hard. We are a technologically inclined generation, and a lot of us can drift off while scrolling through our phones or watching a TV show. So when you know you want to start dreaming, put your phone, book, or whatever away and tell yourself, I am going to sleep now. If you wake up and want to go back to sleep, tell yourself, I woke up briefly, but now I'm going back to sleep. This method can also help you remember your dreams too. You might just want to add, I will remember my dream tonight, onto, I am going to sleep now. One last thing about nightmares. If you are constantly aware that you are dreaming like I am, they won't be as scary as they used to be, nor will they be as frequent. I very rarely have nightmares now, and when I do have them, I only wake myself up if something really messed up happens, like the dream I just told you about. To conclude this episode, I wanted to share that I finally figured out a loose posting schedule. I will post at least once a week, not on weekends though. I'm open to suggestions for my lessons, so feel free to reach out if you have any questions or ideas that you would like to share with me. I assume that I know all of you and that you have a way of reaching me, but in case you're discovering me through Anchor or word of mouth, I will figure out a way that you can submit questions or ideas before the next episode. That's all for today, everyone. Stay safe and happy dreaming.